Well, hello and welcome. This is Nolan Emmett. I was listening to an uh, Evan Carmichael video uh, earlier on, and um, some really good stuff came out. And it's titled, uh, well, the subject is 10 Habits to Help Change Your Life in 2019. And it's very relevant. And um, it's from 10 uh, different uh, people that are extremely successful right now today. And I think it's well worth listening. Obviously, this is the audio. Um, it's a podcast with no video, so don't look for the video. And I'm going to read them out to you, and then I'm going to let it run straight into the audio uh, of, of the different famous people um, sharing with us. Now, number one is get rid of your phone. Get rid of your phone at night. Don't sleep next to it. Number two, change your mentality. Number three, always over-deliver. Give more than is, is expected of you. Number four, apply what you learn. Number five, fix yourself. And I'll chat a little bit about that at the end. Number six, look for positivity in everything. Make it a habit to always look for the positive. Number seven, be more energetic. Don't sit for hours and work. Get up, move around, do something. You will be more energetic. You'll feel better. Number eight, stop all poverty behavior. We all have them. Number nine, enhance the quality of your sleep. Folks, a lot of us are not getting the right quantity, quality sleep. You can sleep for 12 hours and still wake up feeling buggered, all right? I'm going to do a podcast in a few days about a book that I'm uh, reading. Um, well, I've got it, I'm listening to because I buy the audio. I always uh, um, I buy the book and then it sits on my shelf and I listen to the audio. Um, number 10, do not hit the snooze button. It's lethal, all right? And... Something I'd like to add in, and, all right, and it goes uh, along with number five. Work harder on yourself than anything else. For things to change around you, you have to change. Enjoy the following uh, audio. I believe that it contains very, very uh, valuable, valuable uh, information. You wake up, the alarm goes off. What do you do? Whoop. So you're not even vertical and you're reading emails. If you're not smart, call yourself dumb. We want to talk so soft to ourselves, we're looking for that recovery day. If you're going to watch The Godfather, people, I watched The Godfather for what? What did you watch The Godfather for? What did you learn when you was watching it? Want to be happy? Build a life, not just a business. What's up, Believe Nation? It's Evan. I believe in you. And this channel is designed to be a part of your daily success routine. So today, let's live your best belief life and learn the 10 habits that you must adopt. Also, if you want to know what Mel Robbins, Eric Thomas, David Goggins, and others have to say about confidence and excellence, check out my 254 series where every day for the next 254 days, I will send you a morning video for free to help you build your confidence. The links to join are in the description below. If you didn't give a shit what anybody else thought, what's the thing you would love to be doing with your life? I have boundaries. 
Everything I yeah. didn't want to do is what got me to where I'm at today. Okay, let's kick it off with habit number one. Get rid of your phone with Mel Robbins. There is one habit that I have adopted in the last three years that has fundamentally changed me as a business person. And it has also changed my ability to manage my emotions so I don't get hijacked. I do not allow my phone in the bedroom. I know the research. Deloitte just did a study based on phone use alone and 33% of people are reading emails in the middle of the night. I know that if you go to bed and the phone is right next to you, right? So you go to bed because you need your phone. You know, somebody might need you and you sleep. You know, if this is right here and it's not closed and the blue light is on, they've done studies where they have people at a table and the researcher will put their phone on the table. Not even my phone the researcher's phone, and the brain lights up like crazy, just with the presence of a phone. The research around the phone and sleep is so stunning that if you were to adopt one radical thing today other than the five second rule, try putting your phone outside your bedroom, turn off the so you don't hear it, tell people who need to reach you to call you. My kids, I have a kid in college, a kid who's you know high school, kid in middle school. If there's an emergency, call me. There is nothing happening on your phone at two o'clock in the morning that's important. But if you allow yourself to become a tool of this, this is supposed to be your tool for selling, your tool for communicating, and we're all becoming the tool. Here's the other thing common sense wise that I want you to understand. You wake up, the alarm goes off. What do you do? Whoop. So you're not even vertical and you're reading emails. And what is in these emails? Other people's crap. If you don't have boundaries with this puppy, it's gonna impact sleep, it's gonna impact how much money you make, it's gonna impact how much self-control you have. And so when I put this thing outside the bedroom and I wake up, I walk over to where the phone is, it's plugged into my bathroom, I turn it off, I don't look at it yet. I give myself five minutes, five minutes before I tune into the world to actually tune in up here and say, what's the one thing I'm gonna get done today? that really matters to me. If you're the kind of person that feels like you don't have control over your day, that your day gets hijacked, that you can't get to the priorities, that you're always behind the ball, this one planning thing will change your life. No phone in the bedroom, turn it off when the alarm goes off, five minutes, five lousy minutes, five lousy minutes before you tune into the rest of the world. And if you've got the kind of job where you've got to check it, get up 10 minutes earlier. You have control over this stuff and it is so important that you take it seriously now because you're living at the slowest moment of your entire life. Habit number two, change your mentality with David Goggins. So many people, before I give them a workout plan, they're talking about recovery. Everybody, everybody that hears me speak, they wanna go straight to recovery. Work out first. Huh. Work out first <laughs> before you talk to me about recovery. How to recover, yeah. Work out first. We are always looking for, like whenever I talk to people, people take my words and they, and, they, and they put it in a way to where they want to feel comfortable. This guy, you know, they, they, they want to put you in a box. They want to put a title on you. No, you're putting a title on me to make yourself feel better about yourself. 
if you read this book of mine and you see where I came from, this portion was, this, this portion was not built. This, this, this portion was not made by God. Mm -hmm. This person, sorry, this person was built. I made this person. I made this person by diving into the insecurities that life gave me. Because now they're yours. They're yours to own. If you're not smart, call yourself dumb. It's okay. Because you are. But take that now as you're putting yourself down. If you're fat, call yourself fat. I used to be 300 pounds. Mm. We, we want to talk so soft to ourselves. We're looking for that recovery day. And that recovery day is everything in your life. Everything in your life is a recovery day. We're looking for it. It's not coming. It's not coming. Mm -hmm. Get over that recovery day. And that's the mentality I took with me. And what happened through that process was all the frivolous things of life started to float away. I used to tell people lies so they would like me. Because mm. I was so insecure. When you start to build yourself up, and start to have the one thing that we don't have is confidence. Yep. Real, authentic confidence from hard work. Everything else goes away. You, you no longer look to other people for your self-esteem. Validation. That's right. For, yeah. You now know. I walk in a room now and I know the hours and years and decades I put into David Goggins. That's something, it's not on the wall. It's not a trophy on the wall. It's not a medal on your neck. It is actually a feeling in your heart. And people go, why don't you ever smile? I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do have a stoic look on my face. I'm a, I'm a very focused person. But the feeling I have in my soul and in my heart, that's why I don't need to smile. I don't need to smile. I don't need you to look at me and say, oh my God, you look happy. Because half of us aren't happy. Mm -hmm. we're, we're giving you something that we think you want to see. I don't do that anymore. I don't care how you perceive David Goggins. Because through my journey, I figured out the one piece I was missing. I thought it was cars. I thought it was women. I thought it was money. I thought it was money. I thought it was everything. The one piece I was missing was me having the courage to face myself. Habit number three, always over deliver with Robin Sharma. It is so rare in business and in society right now to see people that consistently go the extra mile. You're in a restaurant, the server generally gives you what you expect or less than what you expect. You go into a clothing store, it's what you expect or less than what you expect. You do business with any organization, it's generally delivering on what you expect, but more often, even less. So, you have a gorgeous opportunity to lead the field in everything that you do by doing one thing, practicing every single day because it's a muscle the ritual of over-delivering. Don't just give your customers what they expect, give them 10x more than what they expect. Don't just give your organization what your manager, what your boss, what the organization is expecting from you. Show something that is so rare in today's economy. Initiative. Initiative. So, you're asked to do a project, Give them five more things than they expect. You're asked to give a presentation on something, go the extra mile. Consistently dial in the daily habit of over-delivering on people's expectations, and guess what? You become a merchant of wow. You become indispensable to your organization. Habit number four, apply what you learn with Eric Thomas. You know, you got to be careful with like, this motivation and the books you read. Yeah. Like, you got to be careful that you're not doing it like for entertainment. You feel me? And I think a lot of you do it for entertainment. So it's like 
I'm watching Serena play, that's purely, other than the fact that I'm going to take some of the content and use it, you know, to speak, that's purely entertainment. I'm just watching her do what she do. That's pure entertainment. And so for some of you, when you, when you listen to motivation, you're not using it to fuel you. You feel me? Like you need to use it to fuel you. So let's just say you can do real estate and you're scared. Like you should, you should be listening to specific stuff that's going to tell you don't be afraid. Take risk. Let the rope go. Let the net go. Like that's what you should be listening to, not just random stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like we put stuff out, but we're putting it out because that's what we do. We just put stuff out. But you got to get a catalog and say, all right, I'm fearful or I don't got that dog. And if you're doing business, you got to have that dog. So you just got to listen to a whole bunch of stuff. I see people walk around with the t-shirts. You got to look yourself in the mirror. I got that dog. Like whatever it is you need. Then when you get books, I'm tired of people like, yo, it's, a, it's a, like a, 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 like a keeping up with the Jones is not like, yo, what book you read? For what? Wait, it's like you telling me what book you read for what? Like just so you can sound deep, you're not doing nothing with the information. You feel me? Like you just trying to be like in conversation, like drinking coffee and say, oh yeah, I read grit. I read grit. Grit was phenomenal. But you don't got no more grit. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't have no more grit than you started when you first read the book. So it's like instead of reading the book and trying to be deep, like what is the book saying? Like how do you acquire grit if you don't got none? Do me a favor. Stop reading to be deep. Right? Some of y'all watching Power. You don't got no more power after watching Power. Like, you've been watching Power. I ain't watched one episode. Like, that, that ain't necessarily my thing. But I'm saying if you're going to watch it, from what I'm hearing, it's some, it's some cats on there who straight up gangsters. So if you're going to watch it, be gangsters. Like, for real. Don't watch it and don't be gangster. If you're going to watch it and you're going to put that stuff in your spirit, if you're going to watch The Godfather, people, I watch The Godfather for what? What did you watch The Godfather for? What did you learn when you was watching it? You watched Scarface. What you learned? I learned some stuff from Scarface. Flat out, flat out. I learned some stuff, right? And my wife get on me all the time. You don't, I'm like, yo, I seen the movie. I grew up in the hood, flat out. It's just some stuff that I'm conscious, I'm aware of. So, I'm, so ain't no door gonna get knocked down on me and I ain't gonna get shot up. You understand what I'm telling you? Like, I'm aware always of what's happening. You feel me? So don't be, I watched Scarface. I went to the movie and saw it. I still remember the movie to this day. I still remember when my, with the women thing, how the woman thing messed the whole, messed their whole little swag up. The whole, I remember New Jack City and stuff happened where the power wasn't equal and that, I, I, I watched the movie. So you watching it, but you ain't paying attention to it. And I'm paying attention, so stop watching that stuff and not doing nothing with it. Habit number five, fix yourself with Patrick Bay David. The fifth one is directed to those of you that are always looking at people and saying, this person must change here, he must change here, she must change here, but there's one person you never look at and that's yourself. So what's the solution? In 2019, make an effort to study every single one of your trends. Let me explain to you what I mean by studying your trend. The next time you're angry, get a paper and pen and write down exactly what caused you to be angry. If you're depressed, if you're agitated, if all of a sudden you're having a division with somebody you've been very good for for six, 12 months, why are you all of a sudden angry at this person? Why are you taking things out on this person? Maybe you just spoke to your ex and maybe your ex doesn't like this person and every time you talk to your ex, he says, well, you know how he is, you know how she is and all of a sudden you're taking it out on this person. What happened there? Study your trends on when you get lazy. 
Study your trends and when you get urgent, when you work harder, when you're positive, when you're happy, when you're fired up, when all of a sudden people wanna be around you, when do people not wanna be around you, what causes it? 2019, study yourself the way the best hedge fund managers study stocks and look how quickly you'll start changing many of your bad habits with good ones. Habit number six, look for positivity with Gary Vaynerchuk. You find what you're looking for. I've been giving a lot of thought to kind of just watching what I'm seeing out there in the social digital ecosystem and very honestly, just real life. And I'm watching so many people over the last two to three years look for negativity, look for something that's wrong. Find where people disagree with them, fight. Look for woe is me, downside, half glass empty. And and then I go to a Twitter search or look around the world and I find ridiculously beautiful things every day, every day. Thousands of kind acts randomly by people. All people that I have conversations with who see the opportunities, whether it's in business like voice and AR or crypto or whatever it may be. Just this amazingly interesting thing that I feel the majority of you are looking for the wrong. While there's plenty of wrong and plenty of right in the world, it comes down to one very simple thing. What are you choosing to look for? Because I promise you, if you right now, and I'm making this video for one reason, 24 hours of trying to find the good. Somebody saves a kitten, somebody opens the door, somebody does a nice thing for you, somebody says thank you. 24 hours of looking for positivity could change your life. Honestly, making this for one person, one. One person watches this video, chooses to do 24 hours of looking for good instead of looking for bad, and their game changes. DRock heard somebody at a convenience store saying, mom, you're always so negative, you're always so negative. I am blown away by the fact that life gets real simple if you break down into this. Are you looking for the negative? This sucks, this government sucks, this person sucks, this is Or are you looking for the positive? She's nice, that's remarkable, I've got this opportunity. You choose what you're looking for because what you look for, you find. That's how life works. Habit number seven, be more energetic with Dan Locke. You don't have enough energy. How do you expect to accomplish anything significant, accomplish your goals, when you don't have enough energy? You notice the society puts down and look down on people that have high energy. Imagine you're going to school, you're going to work, you're going back to your office, you're going back to your business, and suddenly you're so energetic, and you have, you're all hyped up. What would people say to you? What's wrong with you, dude? Like, calm the down, relax, why are you so excited? But somehow if you have low energy, hey man, how's your day? I'm fine, it's good. You know what Feinstein stands for? Freaked out, in debt, not making enough money, emotionally stressed out, F-I-N-E, that's what it stands for. Ah, my day is fine, that's what fine means. But somehow you have high energy, it is wrong. You wanna have energy, you got to move. Like I have my martial art background, if you watch my video, you follow my work, you know, move. Jumping jack, push-up, walk, yoga, whatever the f*** it takes, move your body. When you move, you have more energy. When you sit there all day for hours, how the hell can you have energy? Movement creates energy. So if you're sitting there for a long day, get up, stand up, walk around, do something. I know, jumping up and down, whatever it is, do something. Habit number eight, stop all poverty behavior with Grant Cardone. Stop all poverty behavior. Poverty 
is a terrible thing. If you've ever known anybody lived in poverty, suffered with poverty, even close to the poverty line, you know that it is awful. And even those with money can live like they are in poverty. I've known millionaires that acted like they were in poverty, wouldn't spend any of the money they had because they were worried about money not coming in in the future. Make a list of all the actions, because most of this is mental, make a list of all actions those who live in poverty operate with and commit to not doing them. Listen to what I'm saying here. Make a list of the activities that people that either live in poverty or act like they're living in poverty, how they operate every day. Drugs, alcohol, buying stuff, not investing but spending, wasting weekends, government or any kind of dependence upon others, shortcuts, victim mentality, not reading, refusing to network and refusing to get outside your zip code and travel are all things that you need to stop. And I'm sure you could expand this list. Stop all poverty behavior. Habit number nine, enhance the quality of your sleep with Rich Roll. Rich, why do you sleep in a tent? For those that don't know, for the last two years, I've been sleeping outside in this thing. A lot of people have been asking me, why do you do that? And it basically boils down to three fundamental reasons. The first is, I just sleep better in a tent outside. The second reason is that it really has helped me connect with nature and the outdoors and I think our primal disposition. And the third reason I've been doing it is because fundamentally it's a stoic practice. A couple of years ago I started struggling with trying to get a deep sleep. Unless I was training super duper hard, I just found it difficult to get the restfulness that my body and my mind need. And at the time, our bedroom that I share with my wife, Julie, was either too cold for her or too hot for me. Then I had an experience where we as a family all slept on our roof one night. Uh, we have a flat roof and we did it just for fun with the kids. And I had the most restful, peaceful night of sleep in recent memory. Being outdoors, breathing that outdoor air, sleeping under the stars, is a very simple and basic way of reconnecting with what it means to be fundamentally human. We live in this super fast-paced culture. You gotta get your hustle on. You gotta like work 24 hours a day. And if you're not being productive in every moment of your waking existence, then you're wasting time and you're falling behind. And with that comes a deprioritization of sleep. Sleep is for slackers, right? And nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, I know that I can't perform at my very best unless I get eight hours of sleep. And it's not just the amount of time that I sleep, it's the quality of that sleep, it's the caliber of that sleep. It is my opinion that everybody should be doing everything they can to enhance that quality of their evening hours. And I found that by sleeping in a tent, it's almost like this hack towards improving the caliber of my sleep so that I can show up throughout my day and excel, be totally focused, be totally present, have good energy, be in a good mood, and all of that derives from sleep. So if you really take the time to prioritize the quality and the amount of time that you're sleeping every night, you will realize quantum gains in your productivity, in your output uh, throughout your day. And habit number 10, the last one before a very special bonus habit, is don't hit the snooze button with Jocko Willink. Don't press snooze. Snooze doesn't help, by the way. Snooze is one of those things that just snooze simply doesn't help. Snooze is a dream help. killer. 
Yeah, it's like press it's, the snooze button and kill your dreams. That's the that's the answer. Yeah, it's like a complete. You think it's gonna help you dream more, but it's not. It's gonna destroy your dreams. It's Don't a touch si- it. whole psychological Get trick. Away from it. If you press Stop. snooze, the <laughs> thing that you think pressing the snooze helps you with, like oh, let me just get that extra eight minutes of sleep. That eight minutes of sleep doesn't give you any more energy, by the way. Eighteen seconds. There's there's an eighteen second window in the morning when your alarm goes off. That sucks. It's about eighteen seconds. So 18, like the alarm goes off and you touch it. Yeah. The next 18 seconds are like hard. They're, that's when you have to use maximum effort to clear the gravitational pull of your pillow. If you can get away from those 18 seconds, then you're okay. You yeah. just get get away from the pillow. It's pulling you in, like yeah. with some tractor beam. Oh, yeah. You need to get away from that pillow. So the 18 seconds, and once you're up and you're moving, you're good. Now I've got a really special bonus clip with Patrick Bay David on how to stop changing your mind that I think you're really gonna enjoy. But before that, it's time for the three-point landing questions. Time to move from just watching another video to taking action in your life or business. And if you're feeling bold, leave your answers in the comments below. Here we go. Question number one, will you commit to no longer hitting the snooze button? Number two, what poverty behavior must you stop? And number three, what negative mentality of yours must change? The first one is very specific to those of you that change your mind very, very often. It's a bad habit and it's costing you relationships, friendships, and success in business. Let me explain what I mean by this. No matter what business you choose to do, they're all ugly. No business is pretty. It's like a relationship. There isn't anything you're gonna do in the world of business that's gonna be all good and dandy. Nothing, not a single business. However, this is a common trend you see with a lot of people. None of us like to lose, but some people when they lose, they respond in three different ways. One is freeze, they don't know what to say. The other one is they go and fight. And the last one is they flight. You know what flight is? They change their minds. I don't want to do this anymore. And they run away. You know why? Because they're afraid of commitment. Very simple. In the world of business, in real world of business, if you want to win in 2019, if you keep changing your mind, nobody is going to take you seriously. If you want to know the eight must-have skills for the modern world, check out the video there right next to me. I think you'll enjoy it. Continue to believe, and I'll see you there. You're an entrepreneur. You got a product. People are asking three questions. Who are you? Mm -hmm. What do you have? Mm -hmm. And why should I care? 